0: I will look at the person that I want to connect with, and I look at who their friends are, who are their anchor frothers. Because mm-hmm. if I'm friends with their anchor frothers, um, they're more likely to go, "This good guy could be good." So I'm leveraging a social capital, social value. Because I know with me, I'm going to look at someone will add me on Facebook. I'm like, "Well, who are they connected with?" Because as you know, you are the sum of the five average people that you surround yourself with. So I'm going to look at who do they surround themselves with. If they've got like five or six mutual friends and they're cool or they're frothers, I'm like. Oh, totally, you're in. And and I don't just add one person. I add everyone that surrounds that person and know their values so that I can just get more influenced by them because that's really why I'm connecting with them because I know on Facebook is a tool that will shape my reality. And so for me, I've always consciously created my Facebook list knowing that it's going to completely change my
1: life. G'day for Rothers. You know those around us who operate at high energy levels? From friends, family through to the famous, those who emanate enthusiasm. They inspire you to be better. Their words give you a rush. This rush fires off dopamine right in the middle of your brain's reward centre. My theory is that at times, just before we need to hit our straps, to tap into peak performance in our flow state, we find these people and harness their energy. I call this energy froth. I call these people frothers. This is a journey to find the frothers, to understand how they inspire themselves and others to be their best. And I'll pass it on to you. On this podcast, dare I say frothcast, so you can fly into your next challenge, beaming, pumped, and full of energy. This is a coffee shop with a Red Bull Chaser. This is Finding the Frothers. Hey Frothers, I've got an extra special episode today with uh, Seth Lawrence, a manly man, a man who looks out for other men, a man of many talents, man of many skills, a humble hero legendary friend of mine uh, with sultry tones, uh, Barry Manilow style. The Aussie Barry Manilow, maybe. (laughs) Um, Anyway, what do we talk about? So much good stuff. Uh, This actual episode begins with a a little bit of a breathwork exercise, truth be known, and we do talk about it through the episode. We were a little bit flat coming into this one. It was recorded earlier this year, quite warm in the old Bondi sun. And yeah, so Seth takes you through a, a nice little breathwork exercise. So if you need a pumping up, pumping down, have a go. It's a really good regulator. And so yeah, if you want to skip ahead, you can. But if not, enjoy the breathwork exercise, embrace it. But really what we get into in this episode is really around the wisdom of how we can hold spaces as men and as women for each other. But Seth's work predominantly is, is in the space of men's circles and, and the work that he does in terms of... Self-exploration and then also allowing the space to allow each other to explore one's own thoughts and the, having done Men's Circles myself, the power of them are just phenomenal. And actually, the power of being able to have unbridled conversation is just one that we just don't do enough. And I'm guilty as well, even even knowing how powerful these are for my development, uh, it, it's still something that I you know, shy away from for some reason. I'll always find something else to do, but... I'm getting better at it. So, if anyone listening is looking for ways and spaces to speak, I actually know so many brilliant people, companies, coaches uh, that will help you break through, so feel free to reach out to me, BennyWallington.com. Oh, and also, of course, there'll be uh, information about how to reach out to Seth, if Seth floats your boat. Definitely floats mine. Without further ado, here you go, Seth Lawrence, Grip It and Rip It. G'day, Frothers. Welcome to the latest episode of Finding the Frothers. I have an absolute frother here today in Seth Lawrence. Actually, a new buddy of mine, only since late 2018. um, A frother who's been on the podcast as well came in, uh, Sam Lotus, and actually connected us after she connected with you once. And that's something I call fast friends. Mm -hmm. Uh, So really beautiful. And and we'll just basically mates from from the get-go. You run Secret Men's Business, um, which is a phenomenal company uh, where you're building a community of men who are really being open about uh, having conversations about the things that are going on in their lives where potentially men like to close up a bit. Um, Straight off the bat, mate, welcome to the podcast, by the way. Yeah, thanks. Uh, Absolute pleasure to be here. Legend, mate. Um, we're a bit flat today, so we're going to do something different for you lucky listeners out there. Um, I was up at 2 a.m. doing a workshop in the States and uh, spent most of the day out in the sun, so it's now 5.53 p.m. We want to keep froth peak states up <laughs> for this podcast. So uh, I'm going to get Seth to take us through some breathing exercise, uh, some a breathing exercise for uh, lifting the froth up. So, mate, take it away.
0: Yeah, beautiful. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, I think we both have experienced this um, breathing technique or, or breathing uh, exercise before but uh, it's called box breathing and uh, it was first introduced to me by Brene Brown um, at one of her events I was uh, lucky to attend and uh, it's also used for, um, for in, in the army they're using it to uh, just to calm their system to get really present and uh, if they need to make a a kill shot, um, the box breathing method can be a way of getting them right in their zone, in their flow zone. Um, And it can also be used when you just uh, need a bit of a pickup and you wanna get present like we are wanting to do for this podcast for our listeners. So so yeah, basically the box breathing method is taking a, a count of four on your breath in. So we can do that now. And then holding for four. Then exhaling for the count of four, and then again holding for four, and then breathing in for four, holding for four. So I'm sure you guys get the uh, get the uh, picture there. So um, let's just try and do it. So um, we're just going to do it on on air right now. So just beginning your inhale breath now. That's four and holding for four. And now, releasing for four. Really emptying the lungs. Holding for four. And inhaling for four. And we can just get you guys to do it as well. Just wherever you are right now, you might want to just complete that last cycle. Mm-hmm. And um, I always like just do a couple of sizes to clear whatever's, whatever's moving, so just inhaling. Mm-hmm and then it's letting go and a couple of them just letting off the stress of the day Last minor great stuff
1: bangin mate thank you so (laughs) much (laughs) love it such a soothing deep voice mate Uh, you should have your own meditation um, app or something like that Mate, let's get into it, Uh, hopefully you guys, that served a purpose for you, Uh, box breathing is something that um, you, as you said, you discovered through Brené Brown, I've been listening to the science about it um, through the Flow Genome Project and Mm. about all the benefits of it, so I might put something in the notes from both of those people about how how awesome uh, box breathing is, Um, and don't worry if you freak out a bit when you're holding your breath on the breath out. Oh, I freak the fuck out as well. <laughs> but well. Yeah, so hopefully they got some good tips on that. I don't know, what you, what's your thoughts on that?
0: Um, I think it's it's a great little technique, especially if you're feeling a bit anxious. Um, you've got racy mind, maybe you just want to prepare just before you go into a job interview or anything like that where you sort of need to be on and you're not sort of feeling right there, your mind's racing this is a really great, um, simple method, and it's easy to remember. That's one I like.
1: <laughs> nice, yeah, exactly. That you can you can build the box, mate. So, um, there's lots going on. I've got so much I'd love to speak to you about, but I've just what's got you absolutely frothing at the moment um
0: yeah big year like 2009's just started and um i've got a lot of adventures coming up so i'm really frothing on my upcoming adventures i think i'm uh flying to melbourne on thursday and i'll be serving at uh and and helping out at some um really good tra- uh, transformational workshops that i've partaken in and going along as a trainer uh potential uh heading down to the new kind um, festival with yourself and uh i'm also helping out at some uh, upcoming men's uh retreats as well up in the Blue Mountains. So I've got a lot of uh, adventures happening, Um, but I think out of all of that, the thing that's really excited me, um, which is only something I've recently started, are the Secret Men's Business Men's Circles. Um, I've got my fourth one coming up uh, in a couple of weeks time, and I'm just really frothing on the way that they're being uh, welcomed by the men that are showing up. I'm doing a little bit of advertising. They seem to be spreading by word of mouth, and I'm getting a lot of different guys showing up, uh, ready to dive in, ready to, to do something that may be on their edge and they're getting a really good getting really good feedback from from these men's circles so I think that's what's really exciting me I'm entering as you um, whenever I'm running these men's circles um, into the book Stealing Fire you're talking about that ecstasy or, mm-hmm. or really uh, entering a space where I feel really connected to everyone and uh, I'm in a bit of a flow state when uh, when I'm um, when I'm uh, holding these spaces and uh, I feel like most of the men are accessing a bit of that space as well. There's something about being in, in, in a men's circle where there's a lot of attention, a lot of focus on each individual. And we're all there supporting uh, and helping uh, each individual man to really just share what's going on for them in a safe way where there's a lot of trust, a lot of confidentiality. And it's kind of an ancient ritual that's been happening for kind of like all our ancestors have been doing that. And uh, really exciting to now offer that in the modern Modern world and the uptake's been really, really uh, promising. All these, um, they've all sold out, and I'm um, looking forward to building more and offering more of that to to Sydney.
1: Mate, absolutely beautiful. Anyone who's doing this work, or anyone who's not been to a men's circle or women's circle, I mean, I think women have been doing circles for a lot longer than the dudes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I did my first one uh, last year as well at New Kind, and it unlocked some really heavy stuff for me. I didn't intend on actually speaking until I heard the other guys pouring their hearts out, um, and it unlocked some really deep stuff about, uh, I guess, the way that men treat women, have treated women in my family, and the way that men have treated women um, in my circles, and how I've treated women, and um, it was a kind of a safe space, and it, and it totally changed my approach to relationships, mm. and I, there's no way I would have the current girlfriend I have now without that men's circle, like mm. ha- having... I, I felt like my respect for women was going in the right direction but this just kicked it right in the balls and said, you know, you got to pull your head in. So I think, um, yeah, if anything, that's not necessarily what you'll learn. Everyone learns something different and you don't, and, and what I always say like to people because I was a skeptic as well is like, you, you literally don't need to speak. You just can go and, and be present uh, and then if you, you might speak at the second or third or I don't know, 10th mm. one but it's just so important just to hold the space and, and feel mm. with those other men yeah definitely and it's just something that's changing
0: um uh, as we can see with the climate of of the sort of like, semi semi-gender wars that are, seems to be happening at the moment um i wouldn't like to use that name but that that word but there's just a lot of conflict a lot of um issues coming up around men and women you're seeing that with the me too you're seeing it with the gillette ad if you following social media on those things which is uh, areas of interest to me as I, I feel to play my part in, in uh, creating connection. Cause I feel a lot of the problems or a lot of challenges um, is an understanding. And for men to be in relationship with women, they first need to understand themselves. Or they kind of understand themselves, how they meant to be in relationship with someone else. So I always like look at creating spaces where men can really just go, what's going on for me and have a space um, to come off, Cause the the issues are unique. I feel like men, we're based on the culture that we're in, uh, what's happening for us in our personal lives. Um, yeah, it's important that men get that time to be with other men. Again, that's not something that's so common in our society anymore. And, uh, and yeah, and, and go through this, put a bit of ritual around it, put some intention, put some presence into it, and it'd be really, in, it's really interesting to see what comes up, and it sounds like you've experienced that at New Kind. Um, so that's something I'm really passionate about and um, how we can sp- support men more to, um, to get the results like you're talking about. Like getting these insights, going, letting go of some stuff that they want to let go of, uh, learning from other men so they can have the kind of relationships that they want in their lives. And in doing so, we'll create a better society. So it's, it's those little pieces that I, I think need to be put into our modern world. Um, so that everyone benefits it's not just the men it's the men's partners it's their families it's the society at large
1: mm-hmm. everyone yeah it just it just ripples out from from the uh, from the middle uh, mate you have some uh, yes have lots of wise words when it comes to routines and breathing and your uh, strategies for you know peak performance we do talk about stealing fire and flow um, what is the number one thing you do in your day-to-day routine that has you hitting your straps. Mm. Um, for me, really, uh,
0: is meditation. So for me, I've, I'm studied. I'm a Vedic meditator. Um, so with that, it's uh, you can do a, a course, and you're basically through that given a mantra. So I I do that twenty minutes twice a day most days. I don't always do that if I'm running around. Um, I may get lazy. Then some months I'm great, some months I'm not, um, and I'll notice when I'm not. I really notice that like I'm not as present, um, making more mistakes. Life seems a bit uh, crappier. And um, and it's really actually will then put in one, but when I do two, that's when the biggest shifts happen. That's when, and it's not always comfortable. Like I'll sit in some and they'll be uh, like, ah, oh, crap, that was a crappy meditation. But it's all whatever needs to happen in that modality. So it's just like cool. That's what needed to happen. Great. And other meditate. At times I'll sit and meditate and um, go super deep and. And it's a beautiful experience when I come out all zen-like, and um, but yeah, each meditation's different. But I'd say that's my number one tool. Um, I'd also throw in there, um, cold showers um, is another one that I used to be a hater of cold water for most of my teenage years and in, in my early twenties. Um, but I also feel. Yeah, especially in winter, I actually get the most results. Summer, it's kind of easy. But a cold shower, Wim Hof style, um, a bit warm, turn up freezing cold for uh, five or ten minutes, and um, that seems to wake me up and I feel really good.
1: Awesome. I haven't quite made it to the five or or ten minutes. I'm more of a 30 seconds man at the moment. (laughs) But i have actually like a little hack is uh, a little bit more stoic is on a Wednesday, I don't have hot shower. So we'll see Mm -hmm. how that goes in winter. Mm. Um, But I'm just going to try and just... Make sure Wednesdays, no hot showers for you, Benny, um, <laughs> which is pretty sweet at the moment because it's a freaking heat wave. Yeah. But um, yeah. <laughs> <Thoughts> <laughs> think, about it at the Yeah, exactly. Mate, I know you've got some beautiful people around you. Give us a shout out to um, some anchor frothers in your life. Um, yeah,
0: I'd so, say um, my number one anchor frother would be my brother. Um, he's someone that's actually living in Copenhagen this time, but we um, still manage to Skype or yeah, um, video call most times this, each week and um yeah he's someone that's wise beyond his years he's about six years younger than me but we've been through a lot of challenges um in our life and and we traveled around europe a lot together so we got to know each other quite deeply um and then he also uh had a health issue when he was in his early 20s so he had leukemia and so i was running around the world living my sort of dream life and i came back and spent a few months um probably about three or four months living in the hospital with him and uh I think that really cemented that trust and that bond that we have. Um, we also um, do a lot of this uh, self-exploration or meditation. He, he actually introduced me a lot of those techniques. He was sort of a bit of a, uh, a renegade at a young age doing that kind of thing. And I think he's um, facing his own mortality at a, at a very young age. Um, he went and, and studied meditation and things like that early on and I was quite inspired by that. He sat like of meditation before I did and things like that. So it's, it's quite a unique um, uh, relationship having a younger brother that I, I really find um, I get a lot from and, and I think he's also paying me back for a lot of the, the things I, I helped him in his younger years and taught him. So it's like a very um, great um, brother relationship and, and sharing a lot of wisdom there. Um, we also have same, similar passions as well. Um, another, another gentleman, um, that I've, I've found really inspiring and I used to work with as well is a futurist called, um, uh, called Tim. And, uh, he, he's a guy that, uh, I met, uh, at, at Hub Sydney where I was the community manager there and he's and he's a futurist and I find it really fascinating just, He's, he, he bridges the worlds of, of entrepreneurship and men's work. He also um, has done a bit of men's work. And then also uh, the corporate space and and where we can take society, where it's going. And I really enjoy um, bridging those worlds as well. So, yeah, Tim Longhurst is good. Um, uh, another guy that I, I can call and we can have real conversations. Um, and uh, we learn a lot from each other as well.
1: Amazing. You share that to those guys, the old uh, anchor frothers. Mate. Hit us up with a bit of music. What's uh, what's some music mm. that you listen to that gets you turbo frothing?
0: <laughs> um, yeah, so for me, I'm a huge fan of electronic music. I Believe it or not, I was actually a, a raging metalhead back in most of my 20s, long hair, like yourself, um, <laughs> but into the into the real heavy metal. And uh, no, i always remember, I I'd never thought I would ever uh, not listen to that music, but something shifted and uh, I still do, I can meditate to some, some uh, soil work or... Um, kill switch engaged um, oh, but yeah. they're not um <laughs> I, I don't listen to them as much as I, I i do now and i'd say what gets me really frothing at the moment is a band called Tycho. they um are just one of my favorite electronic artists and um if you ever want to just uh yeah go down to the beach journey in nature and put that on your headphones and turn that up it's kind of really um psychedelic kind of music but um got a shout out for a tune um awake awake awake, yeah so awake by tycho it was um i have a memory with uh i'd love to share with with the audience when i um left my previous job i um listened to this song as my plane took off and i let go of my previous life of a community manager of a co-working space i fully burnt myself out i'd left a relationship moved out of my apartment left that job that day and uh, that was my dream job before I burn out. And I'm flying to Thailand to go. No idea where my future's going. I'm just listening to this song title "Awake" and, and with tears in my eyes, just just flying off for for a new new version of me in the hope um cool stuff will come from it. But no idea where I was going. So um I still rec- uh, listen to that song. It reminds me of that moment. It's sort of like um, cemented or or yeah in in my head for that. Bit a changing moment.
1: life-changing <laughs> moment, bit of a caterpillar into a butterfly moment, yeah, maybe, yeah, so as you took yeah, off and you you grew yeah, wings. Yeah. Mate, uh, boundary frothers, who's who's just on the edge of your inner network at the moment that you'd really love to connect with?
0: Um, I think it's. Um, I'll probably put him uh, even higher up on the on the list. But um, one is Charles Eisenstein. Um, I he he's the author of Sacred Economics. I. Have, been introduced to his work quite a lot. Um, he's all about looking at nature and how we can learn from nature, future ways of the world working. And this is stuff that I just froth on, um, how we can look at nature and, and different models. He looks also at economics, uh, the sacred economics model, which is very different, but also understands kind of the money system that we're in. So he offers solutions, I feel, to a better world. Um, he was on Russell Brand, he interviewed him, he's been in for interviewed by Oprah and, um, but I feel like he's gonna be seen more and more. Um, and I've connected with my friends with him on Facebook and found a connection that way. And this the other day, I had posted something relevant to him and he liked an Instagram image of mine on my page and I was like having a pretty shitty day and saw Charles had like liked my page and I was like, this is awesome. And uh, I've just discovered, cause I, um, he's still fairly new, that he's running a, a men's, like a, an online men's, uh, yeah, Masculinity journey, and I'm like, oh my god, I didn't even know I was into this stuff. I thought I was into the, so that was really exciting. Just last weekend, to see he's also running some similar stuff. So I feel like our our lines going to cross. And Samantha, um, Samantha uh, Lotus actually had him feature on her uh, her mastermind for oh, last year yeah. as well. So there's all these little connections, and yeah. that's usually a good sign when I'm hearing it from different people. And and someone else will come in, and they're like, oh, really? His name? They're like I know him, and and I think uh, now the mate Jira Taylor. Who um, runs a great podcast as well on Flow? Um, I think he he had Charles on his his as well. So he'd be he'd be the guy I'd like to uh, connect with and talk about the way the world's going and how we can support it.
1: Mate, I love that. That's kind of like a, a really short synopsis of how you've got how that's been a hero for authoring in your life, and they've just slowly become uh, just on the boundary mm. um, with like slight interactions, and you know you're like getting closer. That's that's like the essence of it, you know, like mm. making your way. Like just chipping away rather than just like, hey, I'm over here. It's like, you know, yeah. here's some fucking good stuff that I know you're going to like. Mm. Um, and eventually it'll, you know, it'll pique your interest and now our Facebook buddies and connection, mm. connection, connection. Um, froth, froth, froth. And uh, next minute you'll be uh, best buddies. <laughs> 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 Mate, um, people who passed away, mm. um, we can still steal froth from from them. Mm. Is there anyone you'd like to uh, mention? Um,
0: who comes, the first person that comes to my mind is... Uh, is Rumi uh, in terms of poetry. I just find that, that is, Rumi's one of my favorite poets and and uh, yeah, died many, many thousands of years ago. Uh, I would say, yeah, Rumi. Um, actually, I had a, a gentleman pass away just this weekend um, and uh, he was coming into my life, um, and he started the Nas- Sydney National Men's Gathering. Um, and that's, I'm actually on the committee for 2019. So that's coming up in June. And um, David, who, who, who recently passed, um, he, I just saw on the weekend, and he was a, a guy that, set in his 70s, just had a wealth of information. And I was just starting to get to know him and really look at the way that he was interacting, the way he showed leadership, um, and just really as an elder. And um, he's someone that I, I I think I can still, uh, in his memory, um, taking sort of the baton to a certain extent of of that festival, uh, and using sort of the little bits that I got to know about him as inspiration to to, to take on that on that on his legacy, and um, and see how how um yeah that can uh, move forward. I think the other person that comes to, to mind is my my late. Um, Uncle as well, Steve Lawrence. He was uh, he was like the, uh, social entrepreneur of, of Australia, sort of known as the grandfather of social entrepreneurship in Australia. And I think he's someone um, he, like he got the Order of Australia. that was just um, handing them out on Australia Day recently, but but he passed away um, about six or seven years ago, and. Um, and yeah so he's someone that i've always looked up to he was the first introduction to co-working which led on to working at hub and uh really just looking at how you can create a business model support social change and um someone that i very much respect and also learn from in terms of like how to work life balance and the challenges that can come with and having a passion project and the cost of that i think that's an interesting conversation any of those Um, social change agents out there or people with their hearts really invested in what they're doing there is also the risk that boundaries self boundaries are crossed in terms of that pursuit of of changing the world and this this kind of weight of that responsibility and then self-care isn't a priority or maybe not looked at and so that's something that I I've had to learn myself in terms of burning out from like go 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 and and, um, looking at how I can get a better work-life balance so I can actually be more Uh, presence and also more effective in the work that I do do.
1: Mate, that's awesome. You've got some really powerful um, people that were really close to you. And then obviously uh, Rami, is it Rami?
0: Um, Rumi. Rumi,
1: Rumi, yeah, Rumi. Ancient poet. Ancient poet, yeah, man. I just love it. It's beautiful. It's like such a good, um, words not juxtaposition, but like you've got people who from recent that you actually Mm. physically interacted with and then... Like poets and stuff which is like mm. so powerful um and it's so great when you can access you know things that they've done or you know the legacy um their legacies and and you know pass them on to new people and go hey have you check this out like mm. so inspirational um someone who would be a hero frother for you like you've got the, you've got magic uh wand and you can get 15 minutes mm. with anyone in the world mm. who would it be and take me to that moment yeah awesome,
0: awesome. well um I had a, had a little bit, I think, um, and I would say it's the most obvious, and I'll see if someone else comes up, but the two obvious ones for me is Richard Branson and Barack Obama. They're the two people I've actually read their autobiographies, so that says something to me, and they're interesting enough for me to to flip through them. and. Um,
1: cool yeah. you've got them both in the same room where are you guys uh, we're on oh, obviously Necker Island yeah right
0: <laughs> and they actually were hanging out bizarrely enough that's what kind of was bizarre because like, they're two people and they're all hanging out anyway so that's helpful they actually have done that when he, once he um, yeah stepped down for the presidency but uh, yeah on Necker Island we're hanging out and I come in and uh, yeah the three of us are just really just talking about the state of affairs of the world that stuff that really interests me and I would be asking them like what What's one what of the one of the the ideas and the solutions that need to be spread around the world? Like I think it's a bit of a TEDx or TED Talk thing, which is like ideas that matter and ideas worth spreading. And that's something that I totally am on board with. Like I feel like ideas and uh, new ways of doing things is how we're going to create a better world. And you need promoters that uh, play that role um, with men's work. I'm always like banging on about it. You're doing this with your podcast, like sharing your ideas that matter. And I think that's one of the most important things that um, society, people like change agents, whatever you want to call us, um, can do is find the ideas that matter, the, the solutions that work and then start telling everyone about them mm-hmm. and get the results. Like, so I, that's the conversation I've would with them. It's like, okay guys, You've, you've got some connections. What are the what are the key, what are the most top three things that we need to do to create a better world? I'd also like to tune in and go. What do they see is a better world? I'd like to tune. Like everyone's got a mask on. Maybe I'm listening to Barack Obama, and within fifteen minutes, I'm like, uh, actually, you know what? I don't 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 think we're we're gelling as much as I like. But I do feel from what I've read in the, the history that that there is a human being behind those two guys. They're charismatic. They're, they're shape shifting. That's kind of their expertise. Um, but yeah, I think that they, they seem to, to me, have a bit of a heart as well as the, the pragmatism. And I think that's an important skill as well.
1: Maybe we could see both of those guys in a secret men's business circle <laughs> one day. And I oh, think I the old, um, we invented a word just uh, the other day with my flatmates. And because I was like, we're manifesting people, like we don't need this bloody magic wand. This is like, once you put it out into the universe, you're, you're getting closer to it. So, we were like, it's not manifesting, it's manifrothing, <laughs> so we, we so. <laughs> well, <we've... laughs>
0: well, it's, uh, it's funny because um, back in my hub days, entrepreneur, um, like managing that community, I actually had that dream of like, it was really strong um, meeting Richard Branson and I actually got an invitation to Necker Island that I could take. It did cost me 10 grand and I wanted, I just was leaving and I was in a really burning out spot and I was like, man, this is like 10 grand for, 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 for like four days on Necker Island. It's probably not the most smartest business decision, but I did have the opportunity and I did, uh, I do definitely believe that it's possible. I made a, a decision not to take that, but had opened the door for it to actually happen. And I could have had probably 15, 20 minutes with Richard Branson, but I spent that money on on other things that I think were in my favor, but it's definitely possible. Mm-hmm. and um, And I totally have seen it happen time and time again. Um, so if, I could have if I was willing to put 10 grand on line, I could have made that one of those things happen. So yeah, hopefully still there.
1: Yeah, definitely. I feel like um, you, you would know if that was the right thing to do at the time for, for sure. Fun. And sometimes you know you get these epic opportunities and yeah. maybe that's not the, that's not the, the place you want to meet him. Like maybe you don't even want to meet him when everyone else is there paying 10 grand to be there. Like mm. it could, you, you would probably want to meet him at a, in a place where you guys are just hanging. Yeah. You know? <laughs>
0: I rock up there burn out going, oh, no, I mean, oh, hey, like, man You need just like, oh I no. am like yeah, and that's exactly what I did.
1: Yeah, fully <laughs> mate. Um this is a bit of a big question. What in the world are you most frothing on at the moment in terms of the future? Um
0: frothing on really is uh I'd say it is these future thinkers. So mm-hmm. like people like Charles Eisenstein, if their ideas can get more of an uptake uh i really am excited for the future of the, of the world and so these looking at different money systems um looking at nature turning to nature so for me my favorite thing is is nature and uh and how to help people realize the importance of that i'm also not against technology but i am against um the explore, um sort of exploitation of nature and not people not seeing the value of it uh, i do think technology Depending on its forms, can really harness this new way of an integrated approach between nature and uh, and and Homo sapiens, and I really feel that that's the sort of shift. It's probably that integration of, of of technology and and nature and how we can learn to live with both and uh, and both are thriving. So so how can we leverage technology to save nature? Probably the best way of looking
1: at that this might dovetail perfectly into my next question if you can condense your worldly gifts into one workshop what would that be what would it look like and what would you call it uh
0: (laughs) well there's so many workshops i would love to run but um i think one of them would be yeah would be on the way of the future and and how to like a futurist um what are the, the tools, what are the systems that we need to create a future that's gonna benefit everyone? And that's not the corporate elite, that's not the, the, the wealthy billionaires at the very top of, of, of the, the system. It's like looking at how we can really, uh, yeah, look at how we can, everyone's valuable, no matter if we think they are or they're not, they're actually equal. Humans are equal, whether you're the billionaire or you're the homeless guy, we just haven't unlocked the, the true skills of that or aren't aware of that or there may be some some healing or th- or some education that needs to happen to activate every human being but I don't do believe everyone has a gift and if we're not activating that I'm I'm missing out as much as Bill Gates is missing out from everyone being activated. Whether there's a fear of other pieces of success or not I don't believe that that's actually what what's what's happening and what needs to happen is this activation of everyone whether that's healing trauma of the past whether that's using like journey method stuff that I use to, to help people unlock and change beliefs, um, whether it's changing system issues at a core level, which actually means there's win- winners and losers and there's actually, doesn't need to be. Um, so yeah, be around the, the way of the future. I'd also have another one that'll be running for men in terms of um, really, owning their own power, empowering men. I feel a lot of the problems that we're having, ironically, in this patriotic um, society, which people are calling it, is disempowered men, mm-hmm. which are causing them to act in really fucked up and immature ways. Powerless people hurt people. And um, and ironic as that mean, mean I hear a lot of people going, but men have all the power. I'm like, well, they don't. I don't believe they believe that or they're disempowered in that. And that's where we're causing Empowered people, truly empowered people are fucking loving and they're caring and they're gone, they're full and they're gonna be supportive of other people. So I think helping men to really connect with their heart, connect with their balls, empower all of it, not suppress any part of it, which is the concern I have in what's happening at the moment. Men A, don't know how to healthily use their power so they're, they're shutting it down and then it comes out in unhealthy ways. They're numbing their power by getting drunk and wasting their, their, their talent or they are believing a story that maybe has come from their mothers or uh, society at large that there is like this badness in men and it's not all all women are saying this but I feel like there's a bit of this happening and 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 maybe maybe not everyone has to agree with this but I feel that that's there and the cost of that is men are fearing themselves and I feel like there's there's a really issue issue around that and there's some negative consequences are going to happen because of that. And I think they're happening now. Um, I also... So that'd be around men empowering themselves, letting go of their pain um, and helping them do something with it but not suppressing their anger or suppressing their like male uh, testosterone. That's through the roof. Like <laughs> That's the debate. It's like testosterone is a positive thing if it's harnessed and it's used well. It can build buildings and it can... Um, and it can uh, defend against uh, an enemy. Like there's not, it's not innately bad. It, if it's on harness well, it can be quite chaotic. Um, and I also equally want women to, and this is what my partner does, is, is, is really empower women, because disempowered women, or disempowered people, hurt people. And men and women have different ways of doing that. Maybe it's more psychological manipulation or saying horrible things um, rather than physical abuse, but it's all abuse. And I feel it comes from How we treat others is how we're treating ourselves. So we're not treating other people healthily or loving. We're not loving ourselves. So when I see someone do an unloving behavior, I have a lot of compassion to them because when they're doing it to others, they're doing it to themselves. Um, And I see more and more that negative behavior, so-called negative behavior, like I'll call it that, unloving behavior. And um, I do have concern about the individual doing that. And I want to support them and love them and uh, coming back to to their own self-love and then
1: they can be nice to others. Amazing, yeah, I'm down. Like, <laughs> that's, uh, that's uh, so much amazing stuff in there. Uh... Yeah! Wow! Every time I spe- listen to you speak, man, I'm I'm just frothing. Like this is why we have these fucking conversations, right? Uh, <laughs> uh, dude, what is a what is your number one way for reaching out to say uh, an Eisenstein or someone like? How do you approach uh, building your network? Yeah. Um. Well, funny, I actually do this as a job for people
0: Um, i digital network. I take care of their Facebook accounts and uh, help them um, basically just connect to all the people and there's I suppose I can share um, yeah how I'll do that is I will look at the person that I want to connect with and I look at who their friends are so who are their who are their anchor frothers Mm -hmm. because if I'm friends with their anchor frothers um, they're more likely to go this good guy could be good so I'm leveraging um, social capital or social value by um, because I know with me I'm going to look at Someone will add me on Facebook, I'm like, well, who are they connected with? Because, as you know, and I'm sure the listeners know, you are the sum of the 500 people that you surround yourself with. So I'm gonna look at who do they surround themselves with. If they've got like five or six mutual friends that I'm like, and they're cool, or they're frothers, I'm like, oh, totally, you're in. And I see that that's something that I've used. I think that's even how I'm friends with Samantha Lotus. Yeah. <laughs> I found her and I was like, what's this my mastermind? They're doing awesome. And then I think I, I I think she was one of the boundary frothers or some guys, and I was like, I was like, and she's hanging out with them, I see them in photos. They must be doing cool shit together. And um and I'm just like intuitively yes, I want to connect. So I connect with all of them. And then I think that was probably like a year ago. And then Samantha messages me when she's coming to Australia, and I'm like, oh, awesome, because I'm obviously she's following me, and and, and they like we're well, seeing. Then we meet in person, and like total legend. And I'm like, how cool is that? Like full manifested from a digital connection um because i looked at some festival they were running in costa rica and went i like that that's my values so yeah and i don't just add one person i add everyone that surrounds that person and one or two because they're all going to be i'll learn about them so so like maybe i'll hear from from uh yeah from someone i'll get to go oh they're at this place and, and know their values so that i can just I get more influenced by them because that's really why I'm connecting with them because I know on Facebook is a tool that will shape my reality. And so for me, I've always consciously created my Facebook list knowing that it's going to completely change my life. Like it's it's like my... Um, uh, but it's going to be more so and I'd love people to realize the power of who is on your newsfeed. Anyone negative or positive is going to impact, me, um, impact you. So consciously chosen people and it's also going to be their friends because if they're hanging out with them it's going to be a flavor of that person so yeah and that's and it's worked really well and um i'm really happy with uh the kind of connections i have and uh yeah and i'd highly <laughs> make a room tree change like try it because i'll come into your life you'll be meeting them and it happens multiple times
1: Mate, that's like a fucking mic drop moment for me. Like, oh, it, it seems so so simple. And if you if you heard it on the surface, you could okay. jump to, oh yeah, you're just trying to get to someone through other people. And if you're doing it like that, and you that's the only reason you're doing it, then that's fucked. But if those people that are around, like you say, okay, are awesome. your people, are your people as well, yeah. it's like you're not you're connecting with them because mm-hmm. ultimately you want to bring all try. these people into your inner circle. Yeah. So you just you're you're not thinking just about. Fuck, that's just brilliant. Because you're going, okay, well, this person's uh, like a boundary frother or a hero frother. Here are the six people around them. Mm. No wonder they're fucking so cool. It's because it could be potentially because of these six people around them. You know what I mean? Um, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Write that one down, everyone. (laughs) Write that one down. Like, burn that into your brain. Yeah.
0: So, it's like (laughs) even like the guys, um, like, um, I think I even did it with the guys from, that was probably the other day, uh, that wrote... Stealing fire that you're going off to train with. Like, I go to their Facebook page and if they're, like, there'll be every people on that list. Mm. And so, I just go through and go, well, I want to discover these, who are their boundary for others because they're going to be super cool as well. And exactly, you get it. Yeah, it's good fun.
1: Ripping, mate. Ripping. Uh, how do people connect with you, man? Where do you want to send them?
0: Um, yeah, Facebook. Uh, you can find me, Seth. Um, I think it's facebook.com slash Lawrence, L-A-W-R-E-N-C dot Seth. Um, and you can also find Secret Men's Business on Facebook, and uh, yeah, I think it's Secret Men's Business Global is the Facebook page, um, and you can find that. I'm currently getting a website, so out a website uh, for Secret Men's Business, and that's gonna have, um, yeah, weekly in Sydney, uh, in person, uh, monthly currently, uh, Men's Circles, and I think I'm gonna look at an online model in the future as well. Um, because that, there's a lot of guys reaching out that want to, to, but they can't physically do it. And I think that that's going to be really interesting taking that online model uh, and there'll be workshops and one-on-one coaching I do as well. And the transformational work that really, if there's some stuff that's going on in their lives, which they're really not happy about this and behaviors that they really don't they don't like, um, they, can, they can work with me. I can help unlock what the belief is there or just some trauma that needs to be worked out uh, and doing this journey method transformational work it can help them with that as well and I love doing that
1: awesome mate I'll put all those in the notes for everyone so you can you can find Seth finally before I let you go mate I always connect the frother with the frother as my gift um, I want to I just for some reason I'm just getting this vibe I want to connect you with my buddy um Oski, who's a musician up in Byron mm. and for some reason I'm just getting like I was thinking sometimes I'm thinking like business or like you know Hey, why were they froth? Because they they're in similar things. So, something's like telling me that you guys could oh. fucking do something amazing. Oh. Um, whether there's like a musical crossover between your live events, or or just he creates um, music that empowers people to to change. Mm. And man, I don't know. You guys will awesome. hang out, and, yeah. <laughs> and you guys will work it out. So yeah, beautiful.
0: Yeah. Love to love to connect. Um, yeah, it's really exciting. My um, uh, music's also been a huge part of my life as well, and something that I'm. Bringing even like a, a vocal teacher from uh, from Israel that travels the world, he's, I'll bring him out to Sydney. So he's also coming to Malan um, Malan as well. So maybe there's a connection there. I need to oh, connect him with Amit Kamali. So fuck. <laughs> yes,
1: because I might be there for that as well. Um, I just want to say before we go, I almost pulled the pin on this podcast coming back from Western Sydney because I'd been out in a heat wave. Mm. But I was like, nah. What we're gonna do is we're gonna we're gonna like Seth will come over. I don't want to I don't want to push it back and we'll try and do some breathing and like this is finding the frothers pure i'm I'm like so amped i'm gonna go I'm gonna go surfing because I need to like chill a bit of froth froth off. But um thanks so much dude. Uh, Absolute pleasure.
0: Yeah, it's been so much fun and I was stoked that we did it because I was the same way I like, got the i I'm like I'm super tired, super hot, I'm sweating. Uh but yeah, I'm like again, just just go and it'll work out.
1: Yeah, so, fully. Yeah. yeah, listen to the podcast if you're ever feeling a bit down and that's the whole point of it. We wanna inspire you guys to to froth when you're feeling a little bit flip <laughs> flat. So yeah, fucking awesome. Thanks, mate. So good. Enjoyed it quick one guys to keep this show afloat feel free to subscribe and share the love maybe even leave a cheeky comment review that'd be awesome you can find the show notes on my website at bennywallington.com. and finally this episode was sponsored by my grandma joyce reichel who passed away last year from dementia she was one of the original frothers and would talk to anyone on the bus train or wherever and generously impart her energy and wisdom so if you see an elderly person who is looking for someone to froth with go and hang out with them They've got the best stories. Also, a huge shout-out to our producer, Lily Haynes, for bringing this to life, and Billy Otto, who created that beautiful introduction in true Billy Otto style. Also, my buddies in Australia and the UK who have been super generous in swinging me feedback. In a way, all of you guys are sponsoring me with your time. Love to the guests, past and future, and also to you guys for listening. Ciao for now. You.